Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. Welcome, one and all, weebs and casuals alike. We are Baka and Company, and we're here to provide you a deep dive into all your favorite anime shows and movies. We'll talk about bo- talk about both new and old anime and everything in between. If you have suggestions, please send them our way by either giving us a tweet at Bakako Podcast or by sending us an email at Podcast at gmail.com. Each week we'll be either watching a movie, one season of an anime, uh, if it's short enough, as well as the entirety of certain series. Uh, we're trying to stick to single seasons, whether they be 12 or 24 episodes. In the future, we may go into some more detailed content, like My Hero Academia, if we wanted to watch those and get the movies done and all that jazz, or go really crazy, watch Attack on Titan, or in the darkest of timelines, watch all of Dragon Ball GT. Uh, This week's special is Blend S by A1 Pictures, uh, and here are the company of Bacchus. I am DrewTendo64, or Drew, um, and I will be handing over most of my hosting duties this week over to our good friend... Silver Lobo Sensei has returned, and he's bringing his choice this week. I am very excited to talk about this, especially with our great Australian friend, uh, Element. No. <laughs> I <laughs> loved him. Sorry, I, I thought you were going to finish that sentence. Um, hey, yeah, uh, I'm excited to talk about this too. I'm, I'm interested to hear what you have to say. Me specifically, or just everybody? <laughs> uh, you know, remains to be seen, I guess. Uh-huh. Okay. Guess we should just jump into it then, yeah? Just sure. Uh, dive head first. <laughs> so, uh, one of the main things, I'll, I'll come through with some fun facts that I found. Um, mainly that this is done by A1 Pictures. A lot of great shows have come out of there. Uh, specifically, A1 Pictures was founded by an ex-Sunrise producer. Uh, Mikihiro Iwata, 
uh, and they're actually owned by Sony Music Entertainment. So huh. Aniplex kind of owns them, which is neat. Um, a lot of the big shows they've done are Gate. Uh, they've done Working. Oh, love uh, that one. They, That's a great one. Yeah. So Working is one of my like cult hits. I don't know a lot of people that watched Working. Um, they also do Sword Art. If we want to get into the more popular stuff, I'll know a zero. Uh, they did Persona 4, the golden animation, or Persona 4 Golden, the animation. Uh, however you want to put that. Uh, they actually did Darling in the Franks as well, which is one of my favorite shows of last uh, year. Uh, although it is a co-production, quote unquote, with Studio Trick. Was it last I year? Oh, sorry, 2018. Sorry, time okay, is a flat sounds... circle. I was yeah. just like, oh my god, that felt like ages ago. Jesus. Okay, they did the best rom-com ever made, which is Kaguya. It's true. Yeah, these oh, guys, yeah, I need to watch guys. that. I need yeah. to watch that. I that, need to get Funimation for season two. Jerk. That if should, you want to uh, go really far back. One. We pick up. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, sure. How far sure. are we going? Uh, well, as far as it, it'll let me, but uh, Birdie the Mighty, Black Butler... Oh, okay. Um and oddly enough, I've never seen this, uh, and I might have to look it up. But Valkyria Chronicles had an anime. Huh. Yeah. yeah, yeah, based on the so, video game. Yeah, I'm just scrolling through their history. They've done a lot of shows. I'm like a big fan of. Mm-hmm. These guys are like you know, really good history. That's it's, really interesting. Like, it's it's weird to me that they like I don't know why, but I just assumed Sword Art was done by a different company. I don't know how I never picked up on A1 Pictures doing it. Maybe it's just because uh, like I stream through Funimation and they never kind of announce vigorously who they who they are. That um, must be like a pretty big studio. I'm just looking at like the the variety of shows. Like if if you have um if you have such a huge spread, it must require like a lot of different types of directors to. Like, So some more fun facts specifically here about Blend S. If we want to look at uh, the creator is Go Zappa. Uh, he's an anime screenwriter is what he's technically uh, considered right now. Um, some of his other uh, manga that he's done is Chikoto's Sister, uh, Myself Yourself, Chronicles of the Going Home Club. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then like, just stuff, stuff I, I haven't seen picked up. So he's got like this one called Nico Para. Oh, that's maybe why a lot of his stuff is oh. harem, harem-esque. <laughs> uh, very edgy. Um, yeah, maybe that's why. <laughs> Wait, like, so he, he, he did Nico Para? Yeah. Wow. Ooh. That's a very famous, I mean, they just did an anime for it this season. So what I'm just looking at here is... 2003-2004, Drew Tendo 64 may have been more into this stuff, but now that I share a living space with people who can see what I'm watching, I mean... <laughs> so you're a coward. <laughs> no, I just I just appreciate the people I live with. Oh, okay. Yeah, I literally um, never watch anime on like a TV if I'm with anyone else. Anyone else. <laughs> it's always on my... Well, well, that's why I'm looking at uh, the new Samsung G20 Note whatever giant bigger than my hand phone. <laughs> like having a pocket movie theater just that'll that'll stop some of the, my cowardice. But uh, Blendess uh, is a 
slice of life anime kind of uh, based in a, in a cafe setting. Um, what we watched was the 12 episode anime television series. Uh, it aired back in uh, 2017. Uh, so for most of the plot, most of the character information, I'm going to turn it over to Lobo. Excellent. My time to shine. What all we need to know about Blundess is maids. And that's it. That's it. That's all we need to know. Maids. There's some dudes. Who cares? Uh, so the main character, I guess they're all kind of main characters, but the one that we focus on the most is uh, Micah, who plays the sadist character at this maid cafe, which is owned and managed by uh, Dino who will just be forever known as the manager, because that's all they ever talked to him as, the manager. He's referred to himself as Dino like three times, but everyone just says the manager. That's all he is. So so one thing I do want to point out, uh, Micah, 16, right? Mm-hmm. right. Typical high school girl age. Yep. Dino, yep. 26. Mm-hmm. Is that how old he is? I didn't look up his age. So, so... And he has open crushes on her, and he's fantasizing about her. And everyone's, like, her. cool with it and stuff? This is, like, so, very classic Japanese, like... very classic. Age, yeah. age boundaries on a thing. So, like, feel. I don't want to yuck in someone's yum, but... Okay, uh, carrying on. I didn't realize he was 26. I thought it was, like, early 20s, and I was like, okay, cool, whatever. Because... Well, like... At, even then, like, we've... I assume we've all had people, like, we went to high school with that dated college guys when they're like freshmen sophomores unless it's just me and i've had that experience with people i feel like that's maybe an american thing i don't that's know that, that happens yeah sure. uh, a lot yeah. here canada checking in and uh, not no bueno <laughs> oh, okay cool um, but, I, but i think if it did happen it would it yeah. would be looked upon favorably well the only other thing that like i understand maybe this age difference isn't as big but we have uh akazuki the other like guy who works in the kitchen, the sh- cook, the cook. Yeah, he's he's twenty one. So when you compare that to the only other character, like I really, oh okay, enjoyed yeah. like uh, Hinata, who's seventeen. Uh, Kaho like, Hinata, yeah, yeah. Like I can understand that because like, like that's not a huge difference, and it's... like it's still wrong. Yeah, so but... Kaho is the Sundere character who has been working at the cafe long a little bit longer than uh micah but i guess i think she's the same age as micah if not older she's a year older she's older so at least for that it makes sense and them just sort of gravitating toward each other with whatever situation is going on and just having very cute awkward moments (laughs) um the uh the next maid that works at the uh, cafe is uh uh, Mafuyu, who is the little sister character. She is a lolly, and she has a massive, massive attitude and is ready to kick some ass if you try to abduct her. Which is why she continuously beats up Dino, because he abducted her. <laughs> the final episode, you find out, oh, that's how she started working there. He abducted her in the park in front of people. Interesting. That's terrible. So, and And you chose this show. And recommended it to us. I did. Knowing this. It's, fuck, it's a funny show. It's really great. <laughs> I had a ball. It's fucking great. I uh, think that's... That's... <laughs> uh, 
yeah, there's like all this sort of stuff that um, it's like if you think about it for too long, you're like, Ugh. I just don't uh, think about it. This is this yeah, is yeah, my show that... where like after a long hard day of work, I'm like, I just want to laugh at something stupid. And yeah, then this I show and... came on, and it was fantastic. Well, Compartmentalize like... it, I guess. That's that's a good way to put it because there's not many anime that you can kind of use as like a a refresher or even just like kind of a stress release because a lot of them like a lot of the ones I follow they're like heavy story heavy characters decisions have to be made or else the item falls into the clutches of evil I don't need that every day I I need stupid funny or just quaint peacefulness and just good slice of life where just there's very little drama and if there is it ends with laughs that's it it's all in my life well it's like uh i know it's kind of not even a parallel it'd be a complete tangent but that's the way i looked at pantheon stocking is that pantheon stocking's great that's it a was classic show. it was such a weird different way to go with an anime and although each episode was its own thing, they did have like a connected story-ish mm-hmm. line. And then, like, I I'm still waiting for season two. Never gonna happen. I mean, why do you say like that? Don't three, four years ago, they're like, we're gonna make season two, and it's been I think, forever. <laughs> I might be I might be like thinking of the wrong series or something, but I'm pretty sure the creator, like, what happened was they were making the show, and then it got like axed or cancelled early or something like that or there was some falling out with like the guy who was directing or the creator or something like that um and so the show ended and then it and because you have you seen the whole thing like the last episode yeah 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 so the way the last episode ends is like i don't think that's how it's meant to go but they just ended like that because they're pissed off or something like that it it makes sense because like it did feel like it was just kind completely of like out an of nowhere because of how epic yeah. that episode was but it just abruptly ends that way, or like, uh, where's the Yeah, hey, hold on. Hold on. Let's see. Oh, someone's looking it up. Yeah, someone has the magic of the internet. I will say, okay. though, of all those Panty and Stocking episodes, the one that I found most enjoyable, which is very weird, is the one where it follows that uh, middle-aged guy throughout his life. I'm like, this is so weird. Am I watching the right show? <laughs> and then it goes fucking bonkers at the end. I'm like, all right, perfect episode. Let's go. It's been so long since I watched that show, favorite uh, but, put it on the list <clears throat> i want i want to um talk about because drew mentioned about the slice of life thing um i'm a huge fan of slice of life like the genre like you know i love like k-on i love rom-coms especially like mm-hmm. i just i don't mind that a lot of rom-coms have this issue where the characters never progress romantically because i just sort of come to expect it so when something does happen it's like you know a nice sort of refreshing uh change i guess um, but I just, I just like watching these sort of shows, um, but I don't blindly watch all of them. So I remember when this one was airing, I just picked it up because it was another slice of life show and it looked kind of cute and funny. And I started watching, I think I got like three episodes in and I wasn't really vibing with it. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know if it was like the fan service turned me off a little bit or like the weird manager main character relationship. <laughs> something, something about it just didn't click with me. So I didn't end up finishing it. So um, it was interesting to go back and watch this because obviously most of it I hadn't seen. Um, there's definitely like lots of funny scenes and um, good like character interactions and stuff. 
I think it's very interesting that they went like they went so bold with the tropes that the characters are literally named after the tropes, you know? Like they just mm-hmm. identify themselves as the Sundari or the little sister character or whatever. Yeah. I thought that was fun. I it's... thought that was I thought that was really like endearing to the characters because like it it's, it gave you kind of like all right this is what I'm in for, and it yeah. wasn't until it wasn't until I actually booted up the first episode that I realized like I had seen these characters used as gifs and memes before. Oh yeah, I oh, yeah. made a note on that. This show and got then, meme to hell. The f- intro is like the greatest meme of all time. Like you could put there's like this long like hour long thing where they just do the entire opening song to this to the the show and they have all these different things after service and it just keeps going (laughs) and going and going i know snoop dogs in there somewhere (laughs) some other people with s or whatever in their name it just keeps going forever it's awesome it's kind of like how um sorry go ahead ellen oh i just like the the various faces Micah makes, like, you know, his sadistic face. Oh, like, so yeah. many people use that as, like, a reaction image, like, all the time I say it. I was gonna say, um, I don't know the actual anime, but the only thing I've ever seen clip is the, the Ayaya gif or, oh, yeah, yeah. or, uh, or sound clip. Is that sure I know yeah, they make I went. I had to go and know your meme to find it. And it's like ayaya deaths, and then it's just ayaya ayaya. And Kinira like, it's been, and it's been like memed into songs. Like someone does it to the beat of Kirby, mm-hmm. like dun 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 dun. But it's the girl saying ayaya, and I was just yeah. drove me nuts. That's the default uh, default emote on Twitch when you're talking about like weeb shit or anime shit. Just start spamming. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Here, yeah. Right. Okay. Yeah. So we got two more. Let me just get the maids out of here. Two more maids sure. that show up. One is Miu, who is the big sister. Uh, this is her side gig. Her main gig is she is a uh, a writer and an artist for her uh, lewd books. Quite lewd. When she was introduced, it was... Micah found a uh, magazine that was left by a customer. <laughs> and she, she looked peaked. at it, <laughs> and she was inconsolable for s- the entire episode. Yeah, and they go in the break room, and like they didn't even <laughs> notice she was there. She's just sitting in the corner. like. <sighs> so she uh, gets a job at the cafe with the idea of being this character, just so she can get ideas for her next works. And she gets a lot of great ideas by the end of this show. One thing you, I want to add to it is uh, Mafio. Mm-hmm. Now, she's a Mafia? college student. Yeah, she's yeah, a she is a college student. student. Yeah, so, thousand-year-old like, lowly trope. Yeah, that's a classic. And she just like doesn't like. She's not a huge fan of working there. And that um, in one of the episodes, they ask where she is. And they clip to her, like, glued to the TV watching, like, Pretty Pretty Princess, the new mm-hmm. episode or whatever it is. And I thought that was, a like, again, like, I'm not a huge Slice of Life fan, but I thought that was another good way to, like, develop your characters to show that they exist outside of the main area. It's very funny that a majority of the uh, characters that work at the cafe are otakus in a way. Like, whenever she's at home, she spends most of her time glued to the TV watching her anime, and that's it. 
And yeah, it's all very like much her like childhood or childlike quality, and that's like the most you get out of her, other than her acting as the little sister character. Because um, both Dino and Akazuki both talk about how they like staying up late watching anime, right? And and Akazuki yeah. it plays games as well, like Kaho. And then me is obviously a Dojinji author, so yeah, mm-hmm. they're all like in that same sort of realm, which I thought was interesting. Which which I find like if you if you write that in like I I haven't read a page of the manga to its completion, but if you write that stuff in like I know it's kind of Western kind of character building, but that's the thing I appreciate when you have characters that have similarities and you're not like. I'm trying to think of a show off the top of my head where everyone's so different, and you're like, "How did these people come together?" Mm. Kind of like maybe, maybe like um, Mongolian Shop Squad or Beck. Like they were all kind of just like happenstance. They all liked music. They all just kind of got along. But you don't see any character growth outside of like the three main characters in that. You kind of just get used to like, all right, this guy's gonna learn the guitar better. This girl's going to learn to sing better. Oh, her brother's going to try and get better. But then everyone else is just kind of side pieces. Whereas this, like, they, they have interactions. They have the episode where they all go shopping together. He's trying to buy her something nice to show her. He, like, actually appreciates her and he kind of likes her. And then she develops as well to say, or I should stop saying she and they. Micah develops to say to Dino, like, hey, I got you something. And Dino's like, no, I got you something. And they both pull out like different versions of the same keychain. Mm-hmm. Like again, Which like that's that's comes showing back later. Shows growth, shows something meaningful, and Whereas... it does cause many confusions as to are you dating? <laughs> are you dating your twenty-six-year-old boss? Is your traditional uh, Japanese uh... family gonna like that? They do. Yeah, oh, it turns out they're very. <laughs> they liked it. Man. They're like, oh, she has a boyfriend. Right, so anime goes the complete other way when you when <laughs> this you is in real life. Series and anything else. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, I don't think the, they end up baiting though, right? I don't know. I, I again, I don't unless it's something I truly like connect with and I love. I do not go and look at the uh, the mangas, and I don't really. Well, no, I mean in the show at, though. In the show, they do not. It gets yeah. to the point where he does like try to actually confess to her, and fails. And then it gets to the point where she sort of starts developing feelings and she doesn't know if it's love for him, but they don't outright see it. It's just you infer that based on so, how she says it and her reactions. Classics like life. Classics like life. You don't <laughs> Unresolved. Another fun yeah. packet I want to just insert here for anyone who hasn't seen the series. With Micah's obsession with older gentlemen, like uh, we understand, like she's kind of likes, you know. But is it older gentlemen or it's is not it foreign older. gentlemen? It's, it's foreigners. Or is it foreign, foreign yeah, gentlemen? Foreign, okay, yeah. Okay. yeah. Well, Colonel Sanders is an older foreign gentleman. So <laughs> yeah. is Santa Claus. Yeah, that's true. It's just so, that the only foreigners she gets to see are old dudes that are just branding. That's it. <laughs> um, the uh, final uh, made in this cafe is uh, Hideri, who is an idol. And he enjoys looking like a girl and wants to be an idol to prove to his parents that he can be very popular. Hmm. And I, it's, it's, it, it's baffling. It truly is baffling. 
his episode where he is introduced, he legitimately says, you will let me be a maid even though I'm a guy. And they all don't believe him except for the manager because he knew. He interviewed him. He said, it's a dude. But they just wouldn't believe him. I, uh... I, I watched, um... I think I watched up to episode 8, which is when Hideri is introduced. I like this character. He's I think he's, he's a like a character. funny contrast. <clears throat> um, and he's got, like... He has lots of... I think that's, I guess, where the strength of the show lies, is, like, when they pair up all the different characters and seeing how they interact. I think, like, when he's with uh, Miyu, he's, like, the funniest, probably. For Miu, he's like, the one character that challenges all the other ones. He gets Dino out of his con- his comfort zone and goes and confesses to Micah and does does all these things to help with the conversation to to grow their relationship. Same with uh, uh, Akizuki and uh, Kaho to like get them together, but more in like a teasing way. With Mio, it's very much kind of like in brother-sister type relationship I felt because they were very much similar in a lot of ways and they had that uh, relationship where they could just you know mess with each other and goof around a bit and it's just seemed like very much innocence and then with Mafuyu it's just uh, he likes to pick on her because she's a better idol looking character I guess I like uh, I like when they do that with side characters where like you know there's like the sort of main pairings or whatever that are like you know starting to get feelings for each other while they and then there's like the characters off to the side who are like third wheels who are just like having fun observing or like meddling or whatever that's mm-hmm. always funny to me so like Miu and Hideri being like that so uh, we obviously talked a little bit about Dino um, and. Akazuki, who's the other chef. Yeah. But did we mention our favorite character? Of course. The owner. As in the dog. Owner. Right, there was a dog in the opening, Which but is I never met the dog. A fantastic just just it's just fantastic how they came up with the name. It's like, oh you're the manager. Let's name the dog owner. And he just was not having it and they, the, the name stuck. Owner's fantastic. Owner runs the show, and that's it. That's it. Okay. Well, you know, dog character is always the best character, so. True. <laughs> all I need to know. There's. Uh, you know, we the, should just move into is... to watching anime that has dog characters. So, any if your anime doesn't have a dog, we're not going to watch it. Um, <laughs> this is a dog review podcast. My... <laughs> yeah. Slim Pickens now, do you know? I was trying to think off the top of my head. I'm like, what other shows have dogs? Cowboy Bebop. That's it. Okay, I no, isn't there like um, isn't there a man who's like half dog in Bleach? Yeah, well, no, Bleach. Yeah, there's that guy. But there's, uh, <laughs> there's a girl who's might... half dog in Full Metal Alchemist. No, oh, <laughs> oh, come no! on! I well, peaked real bad one. right there, but no, you like it, it was just lined up, dude. Come on. <laughs> um, no, I was thinking of uh the cop dog in My Hero Academia who like barks True. after every sentence. Yes. Like, that's your quirk, buddy? Like, I'm so sorry. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's another his dog bark is a... great. He just says a very just monotone voice and goes, woof. And I just, I can't. It's fantastic. Yeah, the dog in One Punch Man. There's a dog in uh, uh, Brand New Animal, who's also a detective, which is pretty funny. Oh, that's it's right. BNA is hand. so good. So good. Uh, my favorite character is probably 
I want to say Meeve. I just like her mm-hmm. archetype, I guess. Um, not so much like the older sister, although that's nice, I guess. <laughs> but just that she's like, you know, the the Dojinsu artist in the corner, like, you know, like eyes shaded over, like hastily scribbling stuff in a notebook. That's funny. She I would say so many for... funny moments like that, too. <laughs> I would say for me, it's it's a tie. Well, no, no, it's Hinata because just she's so basic, but at the same point, point like whenever she's trying to help or be like a better person she's trying like her hardest and like people just flat out ignore her (laughs) and especially especially with like micah she like builds her up gets her like gets her going gets watches like her go on and become like the whole saddest that she is and she's just kind of like and this is my life now yeah for i have a hard time with this one because like i love all the characters but i think if i have to choose one it's gonna be micah she's just all there's no confidence with her and she constantly does not like that she has to be very rude to the customers even though that's her job and her character and every time she doubts herself she just wants to quit and just run away and Everyone's always there to support her, but, like, that sort of thing is, like, very real to me. Like, the lack of confidence in doing something that you might not think you're doing a great job, but you actually are. And it's just understanding and recognizing that what you're doing is fine. It's just that it might be out of your comfort zone is all it is. I also thought with Micah, it's funny, this happened early on. Um, She's, like, always very, um, you know, unassuming or, like... uh, like never tries never to be selfish sort of thing and then my Fu calls calls her out on that a couple of times like when they win the prize or whatever and then mike is just like my prize was just getting to make the thing with you that was my prize and then my friend is like you're not going to make it in the real world if you think like that which i thought was <laughs> just, great <it's> true very <laughs> true. drops her <clears throat> yeah and then she was, uh abduct- she just you know attacks her in the break room and dresses her up like a magical girl and that was sure <laughs> yeah, that's guess. all classic <laughs> so, fan service stuff. I want to point out one weird thing that I've come across since going through the the Wikipedia pages here. Okay, all the characters got shorter, like the three main characters. So Micah in the manga is five foot one, anime <laughs> four foot nine. Jesus, Hinata five five manga, anime five foot. And then, believe it or not, no. Malfio gets no. shorter. She's four <laughs> five in the manga. She's four three in the anime. What is the? What's um... the point of that? Just, just give her the two. Just give her the extra two. Let her have it. Come on. <laughs> Dino is six foot two. Did he get shorter? No, he doesn't change. And same That's... with Kyuyo. Q- uh. Akizuki? Akizuki, yeah, he's 5'7". Looks like, uh... uh Hideri like didn't he change, change, and Miyu didn't change. Like, well, uh, I want to know that, like, that's why I want more production notes. I really wish a lot, like, and it's a lofty goal, that more shows put production notes, like, why certain things were changed. But to me, like, changing their height 
There, means I think nothing. There's, there's something to do with like because of this this show. I'm assuming this. There is a cuteness factor to the characters, so I would assume that because I think I've heard this before in other things that it's just smaller means cuter, which is why lolicons exist. But this just seems unnecessary because those guys the guys are already super fucking tall anyway it's just weird i assume it's just to make it so that the heights are different across the board especially if uh hideri and miyu didn't change heights so it could have been that they were kind of too similar so just to distinct who's who they just lowered them miyu is 5'4 and hideri's 4'11 like okay i don't i don't get it i don't get it i don't know i assume they just can't draw what we'll just have to do, we'll just have to contact the creator, <laughs> use Google Element Translate, column. just use Google Translate, and we'll we'll figure it out. Yeah, I guess um, I'm just like you know flipping through their pages to compare the heights. I guess if they were trying to do like some sort of hierarchy, you know, in terms of age or maybe the type of character, because I think in the manga, Kaho would be the tallest person out of the girls, and Hideri made whereas now it's like Micah then Kaho Mafuyu is obviously the shortest and then Hideri slightly oh Hideri's in between that's interesting I guess they're all sort of roughly the same height slightly taller than each other and then Miu's like four inches taller than Kaho and she's meant to be like the older sister character so it works out like that I think ma- reducing Kaho's height makes sense. Oh, sure. Um, I, I think actually... because yeah, but the other ones are a bit arbitrary, I guess. I don't know. I didn't really notice it, though. like height-wise. I just noticed that Dino was huge. He was like twice as tall as when they're sitting next to each other. It was really funny in the later episodes when they do the whole um, um, what's it called? The cornering uh thing that they do in all the rom-com type stuff. Where they just smack their hand against the wall uh, in front of a girl or whatever. <laughs> and they Dino did that to uh, Mafuyu and it was ineffective because she's all the way down by his waistline. It's just like, right, guy, this is just doesn't look right. This looks kind of uh, predatory right now. <laughs> and then at the end of the episode, uh, Micah does it to him and they change her face to be like... Uh, the prince, like masculine prince type look, and they change him to be the princess, and I'm like, okay, sure, <laughs> this plays out. <laughs> also, I did find, I did write a fun fact. In episode three, uh, one of the transition cards they do, they featured some uh, anime characters from uh, other shows. One of which is from New Game. I don't know if you guys have seen New Game. I it's have. Uh, Mafumi it, but... Takimoto and her hedgehog, Sojiro. Oh, she's a cute character. She is very cute. That's a cute show. I like that show. Um, I, I want to say uh, look her up if she's connected to anyone. Is it A one maybe, or is it? I is would it... assume that it's a lot of the, the time same, the same artists and or the same development team that did this. Yeah, so a lot of the time when they do references like this, it's because the show that like obviously it's an adaptation from a manga. The manga is being published in. Uh, just like, um, I guess, comics do this as well. Like, you would have a DC comic with, like, a bunch of different comics in it, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, the chapters for that week or that month or whatever. They do the same in manga, where there's, like, a weekly release with all these different manga in it. 
so Blendes would be there with all these other shows, and oh, okay. that probably New Game would be in the same manga. I one day I'd love to talk about the whole industry behind anime in Japan, like how it's made and all that sort of thing, and like the council that decides like who makes what, because that's super interesting to me. I could talk about that. Well, there was um so a show I got hooked on, although it's not anime, uh, from Netflix was the Toys That Made Us, and then. Oh. It's all like the background on G.I. Joe, the Star Wars toys. So it's really yeah. like in-depth and they do Transformers and that is the best episode hands down. Uh, but <laughs> in my head, I was like, why don't they do the video games that made us? So they just recently came out with one and I can't remember its name off the top of my head, but they talked to these industry guys like like the guy who programmed uh, Space Invaders. They go through his binder that's still like this paper from the 70s and how he designed the aliens. It's like, if we did that, if we just take that and put it over here, but with anime, sign me up. The anime that made us. Yeah. God, that, that weeb, that'd be really interesting. That weaved us. Mm. <laughs> Copyright, trademark, all, this, all the good things. I mean, <laughs> speaking of that reference to our new game, there's like a bunch of really funny references. Um, like there's an Ashton no Joe reference with the manager in the chair when he's like, you know, passed out or whatever. It's the exact reference to Ashton no Joe, that like famous mm-hmm. picture of the boxer like passed out in the chair or whatever. Um, and then there's another one when he's cutting cabbages. This is like a long history thing, but he's cutting cabbages and it's a little green ball. It looks like a like a like a you know, like a sport ball or something like that. It's like a solid green ball. It doesn't look anything like a cabbage. And he cuts it open and looks terrible. But then right behind him, there's like this beautiful background of all these pristinely drawn vegetables, like lettuce and tomato and all that sort of stuff all cut up. Because there's like a whole history that I'd love to get into one time, but I don't know if we have time today. <laughs> uh, and then Maybe next time. Yeah, and then later on in the show, they're like doing a like a river episode. They did a genius thing. They combined the mountain and the beach episode into the same thing. In the we first had a beach episode. episode. We had a mountain slash river episode. In the same we episode, right? We get a ski right? trip episode. There's so many just trope episodes in but this they use, anime. They use an, a JPEG of a tuna fish, and Mike is holding it. That's extremely funny. That was it such was a funny. Out fact. of nowhere, first time I saw that, <laughs> I busted out laughing. I had to pause it. I was gonna miss. I wasn't. I couldn't pay attention. I just had to <laughs> laugh until I just stopped. It was full on Joker laugh. <laughs> it's such a good show. It's a... Yeah, that's a good cut. Uh, before we head into our uh, next show, I want to run through a few funny moments that happened. That's just I just have to call attention to them. Uh, one of the first ones was uh, Kaho is waiting on tables and she ca- keeps eavesdropping on some customers uh, discussing a game, and she oh, just yeah. gets frustrated a bit because they're not <laughs> able to understand how to work the menus. So she goes over and starts messing with it and then has to pretend that she's being a tsundere about it. And she just gives him her friend code for the game. Okay, sure. That guy has a date now for uh, game night. Uh, there is a jungle-themed episode where the manager puts a bunch of foliage in the restaurant. And Micah gets lost. Oh, uh, yeah, Akizuki gets lost. Everyone gets lost at some point. And uh, Mafuyu dresses up as a monkey because she's a little sister. Yep. And why wouldn't she be dressed up as a monkey? And she kept grabbing the bananas, not on the plate, but with her hand. 
and, and running, running through the so restaurant funny. with it. And it was just the funniest thing. And it was quite adorable. And then I remember she's a college student and is probably <laughs> going to throw that at the manager at the end of her shift. Um, there was the uh, final episode or the second to last episode where they're at the ski lodge. Um, the manager is having his moment with uh, Micah and he's about to confess. He did he turns, sees him, and is about to offer if he wants to play a game of ping pong. And Miu comes out of the shadows like a ninja, puts her hand over Hideri's mouth, and says, Shh, be quiet, or something <laughs> like that, and drags him away. And it cuts to this manager trying to build a confidence, try to say how he feels. Screen goes black. I'm like, oh, that's the end of the episode. Nope. Enter a recap by Miu, who does the entire first half of the episode. She recaps all of it. And then Akizuki turns her and is like, why did you recap the episode? And I was just like, how can you be so meta right now? I love you. (laughs) (laughs) There's plenty of others, but at the top of my head, that's all I can think of. And I think we should just move on to what we're going to watch next. So um, just to interject, we're going to get into the what we're going to watch next probably uh, at the end for like debate. But um, what have you been watching other than Blend F? What? Oh, you sprung this on me. I didn't know. Okay, <sighs> I can carry this shit because I want to talk about some stuff. Okay. Uh, so, okay. One thing is that my, my my anime watching is primarily what's airing this current season. Like, I rarely ever go back and watch stuff. As I'm it should always, be. Yeah, I'm just watching what's currently airing. So I'm watching ReZero, obviously, because you know who's not going to watch that. I'm watching Fire yeah. Force because that's actually gotten really, really good. Yeah, I enjoyed it the whole time. Fire Force. So yeah, good right now. I've enjoyed it the whole time. People said it wasn't good like the first half of season one, but I still enjoyed it because the crazy. animation was so so pretty. Like I'm I'm a huge fan of good animation. If it's, if an action show yep. sure has good animation, I'm like, yeah, it's easy. I hear you. The exception to that would be God of High School, which completely turned me off in episode three. I think with the I wedding episode, I'm, I'm getting to episode three for that. So okay, I... I'm interested to see what you have. Uh, hear what you have to think about that episode because okay. I was like sort of iffy on the show I thought the animation was okay it wasn't like you know amazing like everyone seemed to be saying um, but I know it was like a very popular uh, manhwa it's a Korean manga yeah um, it, it was so like people... a, a four panel it was a four panel comic or something mm, yeah so people were very excited for it um, but yeah I, I wasn't really pulled in by the first two episodes and then the third episode was like what is happening and then I don't feel like watching it anymore after that the highlight of this season, though, I mean, obviously ReZero and Fire Force are great, would be Decadence, which I don't think people are watching, or at least not oh, as many people should. I haven't a clue what that I was is. Looking for that, I was looking for that name because I saw it pop up on my Funimation, and I scrolled past it earlier today. So yep. I watched the first episode, I got hooked, uh-huh. and I've been meaning to watch more. You need to watch that? the second... Is that, uh, is that Funimation? Funimation, I guess. Okay, because I, I, I haven't seen anything about it, and I use Verve primarily. You need to watch it. So, Decadence... Um, Firstly, I don't want to say too much because if you watch the first two episodes, I would watch them back to back because okay. um, I think if, if you like that, you know, kill a kill trigger shows in general, this feels like a trigger show. And I think maybe someone from a trigger show is involved or something like that. It, I don't think it's trigger exactly, but it's very similar. The studio is called Nut, which is pretty funny. But the animation's great. Um, the characters it's are great. The world is pretty interesting. Um, 
I think probably the craziest thing. I mean, the world is very interesting. the The craziest thing is if you watch episode one and two, there's an immediate sort of uh, story thing that happens that will blow your mind, and then you're like going to be hooked on the show. And I'm jealous that you get to watch like all those episodes in the row that it's out because I think there's seven out right now. Um, cool. Yeah, uh, animation that looks really cool. I can I can hook you up. I can yeah. I can let you use my login. <laughs> you're you're the true hero. You know. Um, the greatest. For Decadence, uh, the only other thing the studio has done is a show called Yojo Sanki, uh, Saga oh, right. of yeah, Tanya yeah. and the Evil. Yeah, yeah that's uh, right. But they yeah. also did FLCL Alternative. Mm. Yeah, so, I mean, Yojo Sanki, everyone loves. I haven't watched it. I want to watch it, but apparently it's really, really good. Oh, it's that one. Okay. Yeah. Okay, so I have a question one. just based on what you just said, uh, Drew. Do you really call it uh, FLCL whatever? Do you not call it Fully Cooly? No, that's what what letters are on my screen are F L C L. <laughs> if it said if it spelt it out Fully Cooly, I'd be like Fully Cooly, Fully Cooly, Fully Cooly. But, but, but I am it is not spelled but out. You know it's Fully Cooly, right? You know that's what it's called. Is that what they yeah. call it in the show or something? The show is called Fully Cooly. Yeah. Like who says it though? Uh, I'm pretty sure like everyone? characters do characters do throughout the show. But, and they say it as, like, it goes to commercial. They're like, kuri kuri. Oh, okay. Gotcha. But my brain is an English-speaking brain, so when I see FLCL posted on my screen, I will read that. It's just that when you first said it, I think it was, like, the first episode or something like that, I was just like, what the hell is he talking about? And (laughs) as soon as we finished it, I was just like, oh, really? Okay. (laughs) Uh, two shows I've been watching, aside from Decadence Episode 1 and Fire Force mm-hmm. all season. Um, I've w- I started a Dagashi Kashi. Ah! Dagashi yeah, I watched Kashi? a couple episodes of Hell that. Hell yeah. yeah! So, like, I've always watched YouTube channels about, like, snacks in Japan. And oh, you'll cool love stuff. that show. So, oh, yeah. yeah I'm, I think I'm on, like, episode 7 or 8. Like, they go to the, to the, the festival or whatnot. Mm. And then I started watching, but I kind of dropped out of My Roommate as a Cat. That is, the... a is that the one where there's actual anime. cats? Like, they're the main characters? It's half and the half. one where there's a uh, a stray cat that a guy, a, I think it's a writer, takes in. Yeah. And it's literally just, you see an event from his perspective. And then the next part is you see the same event from the cat's perspective. Yeah. And it's gotcha. great. Like... When you, whenever you see videos of a cat's freaking out for no reason, they gave their idea of why the cat freaks out like that. And it's mm-hmm. very cute and adorable, and it's just a great just chill out and watch type of anime. There's, oh, and uh, it's, it's done so well. Yes, it is. Yeah, I heard when that, I remember when that show was airing, people really loved that show. I just I don't think many people watched it, which is a shame. Yeah, it's it's just a great show. I read I another I manga that, that was very similar, which is... I love that one. I can't remember what the name of it is. Okay, so... Quickly, uh, I've been watching Black Clover, ReZero, Food Wars, Fire Force, and Sword Art. Those are the big ones. I don't think I need to talk too much about those. Sword Art, like the, the current season? or Like, like the current season. I'm I'm always caught up on Sword Art. Gotcha. I, it's it's my guilty pleasure, you know? Love that show. Um, The two that I've been watching this season, though. Brand new ones. Rent a Girlfriend and the Misfit of Demon Ooh. King Academy. I am a sucker for 
these types of like dumb rom-com type uh yeah rom-com animes. trash uh i'll i'll watch all of them i don't care if i just, just they they just help me relax after work because i just need stupid funny whatever after work what so i heard a- yep. about a rental girlfriend or rent a girlfriend is uh like the the mc like the dude is the most like trash fire garbage self-insert like mc like he's so crap but then all the girls are so good that they carry the show like hardcore (laughs) yeah there's a very much a bitch of a character there's the main girl who is just a professional like through and through Mm -hmm. she's literally carrying the show and even carrying his role as the protagonist (laughs) and then we just got a new character that showed up who is kind of like a I guess she's sort of like a little sister character. And at the end of the episode, you find out like some backstory behind her through the credits. And it's just like, okay, you're probably the most interesting of the characters, but main girl is still fucking carrying this show. The guy's okay. He has his moments, but I'm mostly watching this for like, to see how these characters interact. Uh, And the other one is uh, misfit of demon King Academy. It is a very good show. I highly recommend it. It is just the Demon King got resurrected and no one believes that he's a Demon King and he has to prove it. And it's great. There's espionage. There's um, uh, spy shit going on. And it's just him in school and just annihilating all of his classmates who are all vying to become the next Demon King. Yeah, it's and like the, and it's, sorry, that's power separate, fantasy trash. And that's separate from the devil is a part-timer? Very separate. Yeah. Two completely okay. different shows. Very. I know. I'm just being a jerk. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So, um, I guess we gotta decide. Although it's minus Frank. Um, what we're gonna watch next? So I don't want to just vote and say it. Um, uh, mainly because I think it's Elements' turn just to pick. Um. Well, I can. Uh, give suggestion. I guess. Um. What did I suggest last week? Uh, the uh, space one. The I don't. Oh, uh, it was it was planning something else, I think. Yeah. Uh, um, yeah. You can add something. Like if you've come across something different that you would prefer, go for it. But um, I'm trying to think anything because I don't want to go like same sort of show. Like I don't want to go for another slice of life, you know, sort of thing. Go something. Space Dandy. Haven't watched that before. Uh, I want something with a bit of plot, though. Okay. Um, it has to work. I see how it is. Okay. Have you guys watched Land of the Lustrous? Hazuki no Kuni? I've no. been meaning to. It's been on my list for okay. a very long time. So I think this is one of the best um, shows ever made. I think it's unbelievably beautiful. And I think because it's a CG show, it's going to completely change your opinion on what can be done with a CG. Oh because my God. Up Frank's until this point, up until this point, I've never seen another studio use CG in this way, except for. Um, Ufo Table, who does CG for like uh, Demon Slayer and all that sort of stuff, um, but their CG is layered with actual animation on top of it. But they're like masters of combining the two. This is hmm. a pure CG show, but is unbelievably beautiful, like breathtaking. So many, like I think if you if you look at like a couple of panels from the manga, you can see that this is where they got their storyboarding from. Like whoever the illustrator for the manga has like an eye for like beautiful framing and storyboarding and stuff and the anime is no different the characters are all really endearing there's an intriguing plot behind it the action's really cool actually and uh, oh i started watching this 
yeah, it's it's uh it's about all these like um gems essentially. They're like Steven Universe girls. the anime. Yeah, they're gem, but uh, they don't have genders. They never refer to them as girls or boys, just them. Or genders, if you will. Yes, they're oh, genders. God. Um, yeah, I, I really, I really love this show. Um, and I'm sad it's not getting season two, at least not anytime oh. soon. I've never had an issue with like uh, CG or 3D anime like this, but it's. I just, I think the only time I've ever had an issue with these types of like adding into like 2D stuff is if it's like horribly egregious, like. What was the point of this if you could do it also in 2D? So, for me, the 3D so, let's do it. I've never, I've never experienced like a full-on 3D anime like this. Really quickly, I know we're running out of time. I just want to add this. Really interesting that you said that because um, before they made the actual anime, they did a test. Um, like a lot of the times for manga promotional material, they do like a quick, like 30-second, one-minute-long animated clip to promote the manga. It's Often, it'll be different to what they end up doing for the anime if they're going to do an anime. Um, this show is really interesting because they actually did a 2D promotional uh, anime clip for the show. And you can yeah. see you know, how they design the characters and what they look like and stuff. And then when this show came out, you could actually compare what it would look like if it was an anime versus what it looks like as a 3D. And I really mm. think the 3D is way better because they did some like magical stuff. Um, and yeah, I, th- I think this is a really beautiful, interesting, fun show to watch. Lots of funny moments. Um, right. and characters and stuff and also great action story so I really want us to watch that and talk about it alright well, I'm all that, about it that's what our next uh, show will be uh, just uh, some closing things here as well so like we've always mentioned if you do want to reach out to us we are Baka and Company we are Baka Co Podcast on Twitter uh, please give us a follow same thing on Spotify and Google Podcasts I am working to try and get us on Stitcher and iTunes, but iTunes is a little more difficult in some of the things it requires, so i got to get those figured out. Um, or email us at bakakopodcast at gmail.com. And with that, I want to bid you all adieu. Thanks for listening, and uh, have a great rest of your day. Thanks, everyone. Have a good week. Bye. Bye. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with and Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that and Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at bowlandbranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High-quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more, with Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Back up! 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 Back up!